And off we go with another edition of The Real Money Show. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver to start investing. TheRealMoneyShow.com. While you're there, pick up the Investor Kit and the Precious Metal Advisor. And also on the website, super easy way to buy precious metals uh, right now in the comfort of your own home, the e-commerce site. I don't know Jeremy will talk a little more about that. With us in studio, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall, and of course our President Paul Wiseman here as well. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, how are you? Good, pal. What's up? We usually Good. start with the, uh, the update. How are yeah, things? Well, it's great to be here, and I want to congratulate everyone who got into the market this week, purchasing some physical bullion as well as natural fancy colored diamonds. Before we get into some uh, spectacular, exciting, mm-hmm. crazy uh, news that is happening in the silver market and gold market, I want to just look at um, the basic fundamentals for why anyone would want to hold a physical asset like gold and silver in their portfolio. We're not financial advisors, but we do understand what it means to hold a physical commodity that has been a store of value for 5,000 years. Anyone looking to hold wealth, store wealth for the long term is going to want to look at a few factors. Anyone who's going to just merely look at price is what's considered a momentum buyer. That means that if you're seeing the price go down, you're simply going to be upset uh, or poo-poo it. Um, Or if you see the price moving up, you're going to get excited and jump in. And to that note, you know, in 2008, when the price of gold broke above $1,000 an ounce, a lot of people didn't think it was going to ever get there. First of all, at $300 an ounce gold, people were saying it'll never go higher. We heard the same thing, the same call at 400, 600, 800. By the time it had broken $1,000 an ounce on gold, people were absolutely euphoric in the market. Um, and they were discussing this on King World News, actually. And isn't it interesting that in 2014, the price of silver is $100 higher and people are suicidal? Yeah, right. It really goes to show what the psychology of a market is and the dynamic of it. When you look at basic. Just to digress for a second, if you look at basic economics, it's just a matter of action-reaction. That's all it is. You're going to raise a tariff here, someone's going to suffer over there. Someone's going to react to that suffrage along the road. Anyone, let's get into one of these fundamentals. We'll look at inflation as an example. Price of food is higher. Price of gas is higher. Your insurance is higher. Your energy costs are higher. Packages are smaller. Has any of this actually benefited you, the consumer, has that benefited and created a stronger economy? It hasn't. It hasn't, unless maybe you're a subsidized oil company that's allowed to charge higher prices, for example, and you're getting that benefit. We see that all across the board, a sacrifice of the many for the few, especially when it comes to banking. Now, how do you get inflation in the first place? Well, you get inflation through essentially creating money out of nothing and having the same amount of goods being chased after by a lot more money. If you read the history books, you'd know that in Rome, when the decline was happening and the government was looking for more money, they simply clipped the coins. They simply made the coins worth less. That's what happens. Now, if you had a printing machine in your backyard, we know you'd use it. You'd pay your, You'd pay your bills with it. Oh, yeah. And after you paid your bills with it, you'd go out and maybe buy some clothes. And then you'd start buying bigger things like cars and maybe a yacht and real estate. Mm. Well, is it any different in the U.S.? The the Fed has created $4 trillion in the last five years. 
Who's gotten that money but the big banks? Now, where has that money gone? It's gone into the stock market. It hasn't gone into lending, lending Joe Public money. So the inflation has occurred at the bank level and the equity market level, not at, not at the, the street level per se. Even though we, we have seen it, regardless, the majority of it has happened at that level. Now, anyone who's going to look at, at the market blankly is going to see that the U.S. dollar has gotten strong. Now, if you take that at face value, that's all you have is a strong U.S. dollar. If you look at the geopolitics, and we'll get into that as a factor, all around the globe, you start to second guess what you're seeing. See, I could tell you that the sky is blue, right? And you'll believe me. I could tell you the sky is red and you won't believe me. But whether I get you high <laughs> on drugs or I convince yep. you long enough, maybe yep. for a little while you'll believe that the sky is red. Now, if you're a big bank and you're getting billions of dollars given to you from the Fed at no cost, you can certainly go in and, and boost up the U.S. dollar by your own volition. Now, we know that the SEC hasn't gotten any – hasn't um, – prosecuted anybody from 2008. So they are acting completely oblivious to the rules. We know that that's happening in the U.S. as an example. So how can you create money out of nothing and have no consequence? Well, there is consequences. This is what's going to happen. The U.S. dollar, despite the mirage of being stronger right now, is actually worth a lot less than it used to be. In the last 100 years, it's gone down way over 90% of its value. How do you know that? Because a coffee doesn't cost 30 cents anymore. It costs $3 or $2, you know, $3 for an extra little bit of milk. Some so the cream. Yeah, the value of the dollar is, is, is worth less than it used to be. The result of which has been prices have risen over over the decades. Whether it's be whether it be people having two two a couple having to have two jobs to maintain the same standard of yep. living that they had in the fifties and the sixties. Then you get into geopolitics as a result. People don't like this. The, the The Chinese have been have been are the biggest debtor nation to the U.S. They've bought all of the U.S. U.S. debt. So they're in control of the books because they're the ones holding all the power. They have all the money. When we want to get back to mirages here, you look at the price of silver and gold are down very much. But you have to look at the actual facts, which is supply and demand. The supply is extremely tight and limited. The fact of the matter is, is that, as an example, we've been waiting over two weeks for some product to arrive at our door um, that we've ordered we know that the U.S. Mint sold out. They sold, they sold 2 million ounces of silver in almost a day. They're record-breaking for their year. Canada's doing the same. People aren't buying the mirage that gold and silver are a relic. In fact, the, the former chairman of the Federal Reserve has changed his tune and decided that gold is not a relic. In fact, it is an international currency. So... We know that the price being down is, is illusionary and people aren't buying it. Well, people are buying the actual bullion. They're not buying that the low price is an indication that it's, that it's not a viable commodity. Mm -hmm. So that presents an opportunity. The opportunity is to say, wait a minute, these bankers are pushing up the price of the U.S. dollar, which is backed by nothing, 
except decree of the U.S. government, which is in over $17, $18 trillion in debt. The Fed is, is, has over $4 trillion on their books. This can't be repaid. The dollar is worthless. But the price is high, so maybe I should buy it. Huh. Well, maybe that's a delusion. The price of gold and silver are down. Mining operations are, are basically almost looking to shut down their operations because who wants to supply it at this price? The physical demand is so high around the world. So you can take the side of this is a barbarous relic. I don't want to be involved. I'm going to go put my money into the stock market, which there's more and more analysts saying, calling for a bubble. So these are the fundamentals of the market. You've got U.S. dollar declining and declining currencies in general. This is going to create inflation. When you get this, you want to balance that against the supply demand, the actual supply demand numbers, and then you want to look at the geopolitic fallout as a result. Look, Russia just has to say we'll take anything other than the U.S. dollar and things can go crazy really fast. All around the globe, countries around the world are starting to get off the petrodollar and change in their and trade oil in their own currencies. This is another nail in the coffin for the U.S. dollar. These are the fundamentals you have to look at. The short term is that the U.S. dollar is high and gold and silver are low. You've got to really do your research and decide, do I believe that? The interesting thing, though, John, is that uh, there's an article by CaseyResearch.com. It's about paper gold. Um, on, for example, uh, $360 billion of paper gold is traded every month, yet only $279 million of physical gold wow. is delivered. That's a thousand-to-one ratio. So what's being traded is monopoly money. It's literally monopoly money. It's paper. The physical gold and silver is just not there. There's an interesting article, and if anybody wants the article, it was in the New York Times yesterday, um, that small investors have been buying up from the Royal Mint or from coin distributors in the U.S. Silver Eagles. They've been buying up Canadian maple leaves. That's the small investor. They know when silver is trading at 70, 73 to 1 against the gold, you know, they go out and buy 10 pieces, 10 maple leaves or 10 silver eagles, you know, and spend a couple of hundred dollars. They can put that away and they know that is real money and it's going to increase in value. And this brings us to a couple of interesting things. At Guildhall, we only deal in physical gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Most of our clients are buying gold and silver, whether they're buying one-ounce bars, maple leaves, 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars, whether it's silver or gold. Um, you can buy, you can take home delivery. If you want to place an order, you can pick it up. Um, we have we brought together an e-commerce site that if you go to our website, guildhallwealth.com, top right-hand corner, you'll see an e-commerce. Click on it. You can buy it your gold just on with a click of a mouse. It's so cool. simple to, to do it. On every order over $5,000, there's no shipping charge if you want it shipped to you. We also offer you a depository. If you're buying large amounts of gold or silver, you really don't want to keep it at home. Um, you can't really put it in a bank in a safe deposit box. You know, a thousand ounces of silver weighs seventy pound. In a small little box, you're going to get two bars. You know, you buy ten bars of silver. You need to put it somewhere safe. You know, in today's age, you know, 
there's a lot of desperate people and a lot of desperate people do desperate things. You don't want to leave yourself open to home evasion if somebody knows you've got a lot of gold or silver in the house. So the safest thing to do is to put it into a depository. We offer you a depository that is safe, secure, it's segregated, it's allocated, it's insured. We offer you titles to the product and we even offer you the bar numbers. It's a great way to get into it. Now, if you want to open a depository account, it normally costs $100 to open an account, a $100 annual fee. We're waiving that for one year. Um, also, the storage fees, won't, you won't be charged any storage fees till 2015. Another incredible deal that we're offering, when you buy 100-ounce bar of silver, you're going to get a one-ounce maple leaf free of charge just right. as an incentive to buy product, whether you take it home or whether you want to put it in a depository. This is a great opportunity. I've been buying gold and silver myself. My staff have been buying gold and silver. When we come on the show and we talk about investing in gold and silver and natural fancy-colored diamonds, we have our skin in the game. We own the product. We don't tell you about a stock. This is a stock. Well, you know, you see it on TV all the time and all the business shows. Do you own the stock? No. Does your family own the stock? No. Does somebody else own the stock? No, but you should buy it. Mm. Well, if you don't want to buy it, why should anybody else buy it? And that's what happens with the stock market. But gold and silver has been around for thousands of years through biblical times. It's tr it's traded as low as 16 to 1, and we're right now in the low 70s. This is a bargain Basement price is an unbelievable opportunity. Silver's trading around about fifteen, sixty an ounce. You know, I still think silver's going to move up five, ten dollars within the next few months. It has to. You know, we had on uh, a couple of weeks uh, last week. We had on Mark Faber, and he said he will never sell any of his gold. No. A couple of weeks ago, we had Salenti on. Uh, who's a trend specialist, and he said, "quote He owns gold for his golden years." It's a great time to be buying. It's gone on sale. You need to have some in your portfolio, whether it's 15 to 20 percent. It's a hedge of what's going to happen. Nothing can keep going up in a straight line. One of the questions I asked Mark Faber last week, I said, how does the U.S. ever pay off $18 trillion in debt? That's not the other $180 trillion that they, it's off the books for Medicare, Blue Cross, and Social Security. This is just the $18 trillion in debt. He said they don't. They're just going to roll it over. Well, while they're rolling it over, they've kept the interest rates to zero. Zero. Interest rates go up 1%. What's the, what's, what's the, you know, the juice on $18 trillion at 1%? What is it at 2% and 3%? They're just going to print more money. The U.S. dollar cannot remain high. The problem is it's the best house on the worst street. You know, you look at the other economies and you look at Europe, you know, they're all printing money. You look at Great Britain, they're printing money. You look at Japan, that's a bucket case. It's a nut job. They just keep printing. They've been in deflation for God knows how long, and the Nikkei, the stock market is going through the roof. On what? Somebody has to pay the piper, and it's going to come. And when it does, everybody's going to rush for gold and silver. You're going to see headlines. Silver goes to $100, gold goes to 2000 3000 4000 5000 We are not all nutcases, gold bugs, running around with 
gas masks and tins of spam and water for the next three years. You know, we look at reality. We look at what's happening in the marketplace. I've been in this business for a long time. You know, we started our company in 2004, and we've seen gold and silver go up and down, and I've listened to people, and I've watched bubbles. I've watched the housing bubble. I've watched the dot-com buzz bubble. And even since 2004, silver's up almost 400% as well as gold. So... There is a real upside right now, and it's a great buying opportunity. We'll take a short break, and as Jeremy said, some exciting news on the other side of that break, so stick around. one eight seven seven eight silver and you want to go to realmoneyshow.com, pick up an investor kit, the Precious Metal Advisor, and check out the e-commerce store as well. And back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver You got the uh, realmoneyshow.com as well. Pick up an investor kit, the Precious Metal Advisor, and check out the e-commerce store as well. Really easy way to buy physical gold and silver. We, uh, we left off last break, Jeremy, with uh, the tee-up for some exciting news, and I think you're holding it right there. I am. Okay. Along with four other banks, UBS in Switzerland was found guilty and ordered to pay almost $4.5 billion worth of fines in the currency FX manipulation scandal. $4.5 billion, billion wow. dollars for a Swiss bank. Um, Switzerland's regulators uh, found, quote-unquote, mis- serious misconduct by UBS employees in precious metals trading, particularly with silver, as part of its review of the bank's foreign exchange business. Electronic chats played a key role in improper conduct in foreign exchange and precious metals trading. The Swiss Financial Market Supervisory Authority, or FINMA, said in a statement today, It found front-running when traders profit from advanced knowledge about a transaction expected to influence prices over client orders for silver. That's illegal. It's illegal. It's not... The first time, yeah. <laughs> but it, this is one where they're at least getting fined, and it's mm-hmm. being talked about at least in the foreign exchange side of things. It was actually discussed on CNN, but they they're not talking about the the silver side of things and and what's happening on that. So right there, you have an outright knowledge that the market has been manipulated to the downside as potential investors or just simply holders of gold, it's up to you to decide if that's an opportunity or not that the prices have, have come down. Something that that in Switzerland, the citizens of Switzerland are going to weigh in on is exactly that. Uh, in the next uh, few weeks, they're going to have a referendum about, uh, this, about Swiss gold. If, if they lean towards that, and if they say yes, it's going to be required that in Switzerland that they have 20% of their reserves in gold, which means they have to go out and purchase a lot more gold, that they're going to have to repatriate their gold from outside its borders. I believe they're holding a lot of gold in, in London. And they're going to cease selling any gold out of that country. Now, not unlike, even though China didn't need a referendum, China stopped exporting gold literally years ago. And they've only become net importers of gold and whatever they mine, they keep for themselves. So in Switzerland, they're deciding that amongst themselves um, because they're not communists, they're democratic. But right now, the leaning is 42% to yes and 39% to no. And I I wonder, um, with a little leeway in between, but... I wonder how much this new news about forex manipulations and literally 4.5 billion in fines. We'll see if anyone gets arrested, by the way, or prosecuted. Um, 
we'll see how that plays out in terms of do do the citizens of Switzerland decide, yeah, we want our gold back and we want to increase our gold reserves. But is that also going to be the front runner for other countries that have... Set precedent, you mean? Yeah, that have product supposedly sitting in New York and supposedly sitting in mm. other countries. I mean, Germany tried to get their gold back uh, from the uh, New York Fed and New York Fed said, well, it's going to take five years for you to return, for us to return the product. Mm. Uh, you know, you're supposed to have it ready. If a customer of ours says, you know, I want a 1,000 ounces of silver and I want to pick it up, uh, I want to take it out of the depository, it's there for them to do it. So why don't countries who have their product outside their own country for safekeeping and they're asking to bring it back, why should they get storied about their product? What does it mean? Has the product been rented out, leased out, sold out? Um, you know, all types of things done with it. The product may not be there. So what's happening with Switzerland? They're saying we want to repatriate our gold. gold. Do you have it? Now, if you don't have it, then the countries that are supposed to be holding this is going to have to go out and buy it. It's going to force the price of gold up too. And I expect that to be happening. What do you think, Jeremy? Exactly along those lines? I, I think that the fallout of of messing around with markets for the sake of keeping the U.S. dollar having the appearance of value and high is geopolitical fallout. That means that countries have to have to protect their own selves and their own economies. And one of the best ways to do that is to ensure their sovereignty by having physical assets. You look at all the BRIC nations and it's a given. China buys gold, Russia buys gold, um, India buys gold. They're all they're already well on the way to protecting themselves. It, it's almost amazing that that countries like the U.S. haven't embarked on their own sales. But that again says more about the sacrifice of the many for the few. Um, and even though it's a great country, uh, visit it all the time. And you know, it, there, there's so many things we love about the country and that we love about Canada. You know, right. I, I, I consider myself patriotic for Canada. I love living here. Um, but sometimes governments lose their fiscal way, and that that seems to be the the case in the last several years. And and here's a case in point: low interest rates mean regular people, like the people in the studio right now, and those listening in their cars or at home, can't put cash in a bank and save money the way they used to, even no kidding, fifteen years ago. Instead, we're forced to take risks. We're forced to put our money into a stock market, forced to look for places, and maybe that's we look at markets that are rising like real estate. We say, okay, let's put it into there. But the bottom line is you have to take a risk. If you are a saver, you have to take a risk or you're losing against inflation. You're not getting any returns. I mean, if you're getting 1% interest on your money, you're doing well. Yeah. Inflation you know, they say is no inflation, but it's 6 7% to the, in the real world, you're losing money. You're losing buying power. So, you know, it's important to have some type of insurance. You have life insurance, health insurance, car insurance. You know, you don't want to claim on your life insurance. You never want to do that, but you need to insure your capital. And one of the ways you can insure your capital is own precious metals, gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. At Guildhall, we only sell the physical product. We don't sell paper. As I mentioned before about 
what's being traded in paper in the gold market, a thousand to one. We sell the physical product. We don't sell futures. We don't sell options on futures. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell certificates. And we're not in the equity business. We sell the physical metal. You can buy it. You can take it home for immediate delivery. You can buy it. We can store it for you for easy liquidity. You can put it into a depository, uh, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated. It's insured with Lloyds of London. Um, We even give you the bar numbers if you request and have title to that product. It's a very, very easy way to purchase. You can go to our website, guildhallwealth.com. Top right-hand corner, you'll see an e-commerce site. Click on the e-commerce site. That will take you into buying and selling bullion. Click on silver. Click on gold. You can buy one-ounce maple leaf silver. You can buy one-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars. You can do exactly the same in gold. You can buy make gold maple leaves, one-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, kilo bars of gold. Uh, it's available for you. It's as easy as just pressing that mouse. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show.com get the investor kit the precious metal advisor and do what Paul says click on the e-commerce section and start buying right now. The other thing is as well John I mean we mentioned it in the first uh, segment but let's mention it again. Yep. Um, if you buy a 100 ounce bar of silver we will give you as an incentive a 1 ounce maple leaf whether you take it home or whether you want to put it in the depository if you want to open up a depository account we will waive the fees for 1 year. Um, normally it's $100 to open an account, $100 annual maintenance fee. We're going to waive that for one year. Storage, uh, we will waive and start in 2015. So basically you're going to get a month, month and a half of free storage. It's a great way to get into owning physical gold and silver. If you want to buy on a piecemeal, if you only want to buy 10 ounces of silver mm-hmm. a month, that's a couple of hundred dollars that you really just... That's all you can afford, or you $1,000 a month, whatever it is. Start up a little portfolio. Buy it every week. You're cost averaging. You're buying silver. It's, you know, $16 an ounce US. It's pretty, pretty cheap. So buy it, put it away, watch it mount up. You know, if you want to take it home or you want to put it in the depository, we'll be happy to service you and take you through the whole process. I think for anyone looking at the markets today, and looking for opportunities, the first thing you have to do is get some solid information. We do have an investor kit where we show you, uh, at least from our perspective, we we believe in gold. So you're getting the pro-gold perspective with Guildhall. You can call and request an investor kit for that. And I think when you listening to the news, listening to the radio, uh, reading articles, consider the four fundamentals, declining currencies, the resulting inflation, supply and demand on physical bullion, and the geopolitics that result from from meddling with with certain things like currencies, for example. And I think once you start once you start to look at those fundamentals and and read the news with those with those glasses on, I think you'll start to see that gold and silver are something that you're going to want to have in your portfolio. The, the funny thing is, John, I, I was uh, with some people yesterday and they were talking about the actual seven is having a car going on a ride, putting on the radio, not listening to, you know, things that are going on. ISIS, people chopping people's heads off. It was an, a nicer, a quieter time. Yeah. Um, 
you know, will we ever get back to that with the geopolitical things going on? You know, Russia is basically gone into the Ukraine. You know, it's under a stealth with whichever they're doing. The U.S. cannot bully Russia. They can put as many sanctions as they like, but they're going to do whatever they want. And it's, you know, it's dangerous times. And these are the types of times that are turbulent in markets. And when things start to go wrong, people head to the hills and they buy gold and silver. It always has been a safe haven for 5,000 years and nothing is going to change that. It's easy to do. Pick up the phone, one eight seven seven eight silver Get yourself an investor kit, the Precious Metal Advisor. Got to read that each week. Or go to therealmoneyshow.com. And while you're on the website as well, click on the e-commerce site as well. Start investing today. And back with more of The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver Make sure you stop by there and the website as well to grab the investor kit and the Precious Metal Advisor. I want to talk diamonds, Paul. Love this part of the show. And I know you want to start out before we get into a couple uh, wonderful diamonds, pinks, as a matter of fact, argyle pinks you have uh, with you and ready to go. Let's talk about the Argyle Tender results, shall we? Yeah, the 2015 uh, Argyle Tender results are just out, John. They're not actually published, but okay. um, from what we hear is there was 55 stones that went into the auction or to the tender, and it's a blind tender. Uh, four of the stones were VS only, so the other 51 stones were SI1, SI2, and I1. Uh, beautiful, beautiful colors. I mean, they're the best of the best yep. of, of the mine that comes out. Um, the prices that were actually, that we heard were fetching, were actually very, very high. And this was because of the Asian interest from China and from India. Um, they are buying up what we have here in the West, they want in the East. And they are prepared to pay virtually any price to get these magnificent stones. You have to realize that the Argyle mine in Western Australia produces 90% of all the pinks mined in the world. Now, that sounds like a lot. You know, the other 10% come from India and uh, some a little bit from Russia and from Brazil. But that 90% of the Argyle mine is only one-tenth of 1% of their total production. Small fraction, tiny fraction. Really, really no. small. I mean, and even though, you know, it's it's one-tenth of 1%, not all the diamonds that come out of the mine, the yep. pink, are what we call investment grade. I mean, Guildhall diamonds, we look for the best of the best quality. Now, a lot of the diamonds as well are under 018 carat, which means they're melee. They're very small. They go into jewelry. So we're looking for diamonds over... Personally, we purchase diamonds that are over a quarter of a carat. They have to be spectacular color. The clarity has to be a VS quality. And most of the diamonds that come out of the Argyle mine are SI1, SI2, uh, and I1. So to find the VS quality is like finding a needle in a haystack. So that's why at the Argyle tender, um, these prices are getting incredible. Um, I just read something today about Pink Diamonds in actual fact that's written by Rachmanoff, um, and they've just formed a new buying group, and in part of the, we're going to be a member of this um, group as well. It's not a buying group, but it's an information group. Excellent. And um, you've got Cartier, Tiffany's, people like that that are members of, of this uh, new thing that's put out from Rachmanoff. And just on Pink Diamonds alone... Over since 2005, pinks have increased approximately 360% in nine years. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, because they are one of the rarest of the colored stones, and there is just a requirement for these stones. 
So a 360% return is about 40% a year. So I don't know too many investments out there that are giving you 40% return. How about none? Return. <laughs> right. Well, you yeah, know, very in most little, cases. Right? Um, so with the diamonds, especially pink diamonds, we try to get argyle pinks. But remember, the other 10%... Also are great pinks, and they come in great colors, like strawberry and bubblegum colors. But two of the diamonds that we're actually kind of going to talk about today is a .27. It's an argyle pink. It's a fancy intense, which means it's a middle color. We sell fancy, intense, and pink diamonds. Those are the three grades. So the intense is a really strong color. It's purposely pink, so the modifying color is purple, which makes it even more stunning. Oh, yeah. It's a .27. It's a round diamond, which means it's a brilliant cut. Now, this diamond was appraised at $80,000 through Harold Weinstein. Uh, We've actually put it on for $40,000. I think it's an absolute steal. This is the type of diamond that you hold for 10 years, and a $40,000 investment could easily return you. If we're looking at a Mm $360,000 return in the past 10 years, especially on an argyle pink, you could be looking at $150,000 to $200,000 for this stone in 10 years' time. The other stone that we're also showing today uh, and talking about is a 0.33, which is a third of a carat. It's a fancy pink. It's a VS1. Mm -hmm. Again, a round stone. Now, round, which we call brilliant in the trade, uh, and most diamonds in white diamonds are round. Yes. Um, But in colored diamonds, it's very rare that you get a round diamond. Most of the diamonds are cushion cut, radiant cut, pear cut, emerald cut. So to find a round, because you need to have it evenly saturated and that's because it's round because right? it's round yeah. and that's yeah. what you need now this stone as well is on for eighty thousand five hundred and it's on for fifty thousand um, dollars the reason that it's a little bit more than the point two seven because it is a third of a carat and we then get into the next range because diamonds range from point two five to point four nine point five to point seven four point seven five right. to a carat one carat to one point two four the higher the carat weight, the more the diamond costs. And this is an argyle as well. This is an argyle okay. diamond. Okay. But if you're interested in pinks, go to our website. It's guildhalldiamonds.com, and there's a great selection of argyle pinks as well as other pinks. Now, the other stones that we are really, really inspired about right now are the yellows. The um, new pinks, really, right? They're getting well, they to be are, there, right? And again, it, to find... Um, I've got an article today. It's called Diamonds in the Sun. It's actually about Australia mining. Now, you know, we spoke just now about the Argyle mine that produces 90% of the world's pinks. Mm-hmm. The Ellendale mine, um, which is also in Western Australia, produces about 50% of the yellows. They're actually, as they come out of the ground, uh, they've got an unbelievable sheen on them, and they're a terrific, terrific color. That's <laughs> just on the rough. So when they're cut, they're even more magnificent. So and Tiffany's actually have got have bought virtually, virtually the lease for the best of the best that comes out of this mine for about eighteen percent of the total no yellows that they produce go to Tiffany's. Um, so that you know the other eighty percent is cut up amongst suppliers. But the Ellendale mine, just on uh, some little details that one should know. Um, you know, for every 10,000 carats of white diamonds mined, only one carat will be a colored. doesn't mean it's an investment grade. Exactly. Now, if you fill up in the mining, and this is a secondary mine that are opening up at Ellendale, um, 
to find basically a couple of carats of coloured diamonds, you have to move a hundred tons. That's a truckload of lamperite. That's the stuff that it all the dirt the junk and the around rocks it. and whatever yeah. it is. So a hundred ton. Wow. Now you're going to find. Basically two carats, but the stones that you're going to find are about 0.30. Those are rough. They know they've got to be recut. So 0.30, when wow. you cut it, there's not going to be too much left. So for every 100 ton, that's a big, huge truckload, you're going to find two carats of diamonds. So to find a diamond, a yellow diamond that's one carat, that's vivid, that's internally flawless. Incredibly in rare. Emerald cut, cushion yep. cut, radiant cut. Brilliant cut, pear cut. You know, you have to take a sizable diamond and cut it, a rough diamond, cut it down, cut away all the product that's not valuable mm-hmm. to leave you that internally flawless, pristine, unbelievable gorgeous. diamond. Yeah. So at Guildhall, we go out of our way to find the best diamonds that we can find for our clients. And our clients have become very, very astute and very smart in looking for the type of product that we have. They know that we go out of our way to bring the best of the best product. Um, If we look at 100 diamonds, we may find five or six that meet our criteria. And when I say meet our criteria, the color has to be perfect. It has to be evenly saturated. The cut has to be exquisite. Um, We don't buy diamonds that have six and seven and eight extra facets in a diamond. That's a diamond that's almost been butchered. Um, <laughs> but right. they've done that to get internally flawless. They've polished away um, all the impediments in that diamond. What we look for is the best of the best diamonds. So it has to have an even color, beautiful color, even saturated. We get to the clarity. We're looking in yellows where we can to find internally flawless, and it's getting harder and harder and harder. We sell VVS1, VVS2, and VS1 and VS2 because the first thing I buy when I buy a diamond, I'm looking at the color, not so much at the clarity. The larger the diamond, it's harder to find, you know, a three-carat, four-carat internally flawless or a two-carat internally flawless. If I can get a VS1 or VS2 in a vivid that's a stunning color, I'm going to buy it because they increase in value just as much as an internally flawless. The third thing we look at, as I said, is the cut. The cut is important, cushion cut, radiant cut, emerald cut, uh, brilliant cut, round cut, pear shape. These are the diamonds, the cuts, the produce, the make of this diamond gives you unbelievable scintillation and fire. The colors that come for these diamonds are incredible. Now, you've got to look at, you know, natural fancy color diamonds as an investment that not many people know about. You know, in the last 40 years since they've been keeping records, they've never, ever dropped in price. Which is staggering. Which is incredible. Yeah. You know, yellow diamonds tend to go up as much as, you know, 15 to 20% a year. On average, I'm not saying every single diamond. Certain diamonds go up more than others. Uh, blues go up an incredible rate. We know that pinks have increased an average of 360% in the last nine years. And when we get back to the next segment, I'm going to talk about reds, yes, um, which are you know the rarest diamond in the world, and as well as oranges and greens. Uh, most people are not aware of these colors, but they're very, very hard to find, very expensive, very rare, and make great, great investments. We'll take a short break. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show.com or bounce over to guildhalldiamonds.com, open it up, look at some of the diamonds, and uh, come back for our next segment right here on Talk Radio AM 640. 
And back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver and guildhalldiamonds.com. By the way, you want to check out the uh, full selection of diamonds. Brilliant photography out there. You can really uh, peruse before you come into the store and have a look. Once you're there as well, you want to get the investor's kit and the precious metal advisor since we're talking about that. Back to diamonds, Paul. A couple of things before we get into reds. Uh, the first segment, you mentioned a couple just amazing Argyle diamonds you have. Two things. That mine is set to close in a couple of years. Right? Correct. In 2018, right. the Argyle mine is set to close. And the demand is getting higher, right. and there's less inventory to to get, so it's just supply and demand. I mean, this is uh, investing 101. And you said the last tender, 55 diamonds, only two were VS quality. Is that four, typical? No, four, four were four VS. Four were VS. Yeah. Is that typical, or did it used to be more? Yeah, no. It's um, In 2012, there was 55 stones that went into the tender. 11 stones were VS quality. See, we actually rare. were happy to get three of them right. in that tender. Last year, we never got anything. I mean, we, you know, there are some tender stones, and we can try to get them from other suppliers, but Mm -hmm. when we're trying to buy them, we're going to pay an an unbelievable premium on them. Uh, This year, we partnered with uh, our partners out in New York, and again, we didn't, you know, get one. There was only four VS stones, and we didn't get any of the stones. Um, We're participating in, I hope, um, in next year's tender to obviously bid a lot higher yep. to try to bring something back to to Canada and to the U.S. market. But the Asian market is buying these stones. Um, in the previous segment, I, you know, I said, I'm talking about a red. You know, red diamonds today are the rarest diamond in the world. Amazing. 30 years ago, you could have bought a one-carat red. Fancy VS quality or even SI1 would have cost you around about 30000 a carat. Today we're looking at anywhere from 1.8 million to 2.3 million. That's on the wholesale level. So on the wholesale level, someone's going to mark that diamond up again. Um, Extremely, extremely rare. The diamonds that we really like right now are the yellows. Um, Though they're extremely hard to find vivids and intense of internally flawless, we have been buying some parcels and sitting on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's money in the bank for us when we buy something and push it to the back of the safe you and bet. sit on it for a year or you two. Bet. When prices are increasing 15%, 20%, you know, I don't need to put cash in the bank. I'd rather have diamonds. So if we look at fancy diamonds and you go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com, you know, we're talking about diamonds that, you know, that sell for 200000 150000 $40,000, $50,000. That... Not everybody has that pocket change. At auctions, diamonds are going for 15 million, 17 million, 20 million. Yeah, that's true. The, you know, 10 years ago, we're going for four and five million. They're just going, fetching incredible prices. You need to get into this market. It's probably one of the best kept secrets natural, fancy colored diamonds, investment grade diamonds. I'm not talking about diamonds such as uh, black diamonds. You know, somebody today said to me, Oh, do you have black diamonds? They're so rare. Pieces of coal. <laughs> Uh, you know, exactly. literally, you know, <laughs> nice for costume jewelry, yeah. not an investment. Then they said to me, well, what about, you know, the cognac? Well, cognac is another word for brown diamonds. You know, they've got <laughs> names like chocolate. They've got cognac. They've yeah. got champagne. It's like grocery shopping for diamonds. They are not investment-grade no. diamonds. The next color you've got to look at is yellow. And then we only carry fancy, intense, and vivid. Those are the three grades of diamonds. We don't do light fancies. We don't do very light fancies. Fancy, intense, and vivid. In layman's terms, you know, a fancy is like um, an Audi. 
Um, an intense is like a top-of-the-line Mercedes, and a vivid is like a Rolls-Royce. Yep. So you only get what you pay for. If you buy the best of the best, it's like real estate, it's location, location, location. That's what we offer on natural fancy color diamonds. Now, you can get into this market on a 101 carat fancy yellow appraised at $24,000 from Harold Weinstein. You can get into this stone with us for $10,995. That's a great leap-off point. That's great a fantastic leap-off diamond point. to get started. Yep. You know, hold the diamond for two, three years. You'll, you know, you'll see the appraisals. You'll see they're going up in value if you want to put that in exchange for a little better diamond or go from a fancy to an intense. We're ready to do that for you. Yep. Every diamond that we buy, we happy to take that diamond back because we don't take anybody else's diamonds. When I go and buy a diamond, it's for my own collection, and I treat every diamond that I put on my website as my collection. Every diamond you see on that website, we own. It's available. It's not bait and switch. We won't show you one diamond and say, I'm sorry, that's sold, uh, but we have this. As we sell a diamond, it says sold on the website. If somebody's given us a deposit, it says hold on the website. Mm -hmm. Every other diamond is available. And we also have new product coming in that's not always up on the website immediately because every photo that we take of the diamonds that we have is actually what the diamond right. looks like. Mm -hmm. um, we don't put up diamonds on our website uh, that look completely different. They're not enhanced. They're not doctored in any, in any right. way, shape, or form. The diamond, what you see on that website is what you're going to get. In actual fact, in real life, it's even more stunning because under light, you'll see the magnificent colors flying off the diamonds, just flying. They're scintillating. Whichever way you turn the diamond, you'll see different colors. It's incredible. Um, but again, it's a great way to get started. You can get a 101 carat fancy starting at 10995 You can get into a little larger stone, a 110. 10% more, you're looking at $12,495. What a beautiful gift coming up for Christmas. Yep. What a great gift if you're looking to put, not so much a gift, if you've got grandkids, you want to give your grandkids something for their university education, they're five or six years old, put it away for 10, 15 years. What a great return you're going to get for your investment. You know, if you're looking to retire, you know, you're looking for your kid's education, I can't think of anything better than a natural fancy colored diamond. We also make and manufacture jewelry. So we call this wealth to wear. So not only you can buy a diamond, you can put it into a beautiful piece, whether it's a ring, whether it's a pendant, whether you want to get matching diamonds to make beautiful earrings. You know, it's coming up to Christmas. It's coming up to the holidays. What a beautiful gift to show, you know, your love and affection of somebody that you've been with. Everybody, basically, when they get engaged, gets a white diamond. And let me tell you something about white diamonds. They're great. They've done a wonderful selling job. They've promoted it like crazy. Mm -hmm. Everybody should own, you know, a white diamond. But the truth is they just don't go up in value. Um, we have clients coming to us that have been married 20 years, 25 years, and they've got the first diamond they ever bought in an white engagement, diamond. white yeah. diamond. Um, and they've gone back to the jeweler that they've purchased it from. And the jeweler's given them less than what they paid for it yeah. or offered them less than paid for it. You know, the, the biggest test is going into a pawn shop. Take it into a pawn shop. See what they offer you. Yeah. You know, white diamonds don't hold their value unless you're buying the top of the line, like which a is a D quality. D -quality. Yeah. It has to be internally flawless, and we're talking about three carats, and we're talking fifty, sixty thousand 60000 a carat. Different story. We're yeah. talking about the diamond that Burton bought for Elizabeth Taylor. 
Different kettle of fish. Yeah. Completely different. Let's talk about the the yellow. So you mentioned this before that uh, you know, it, and maybe it's these studio lights in here because they're very intense. But you've brought several diamonds in here before the yellows, and it's true. As good as the photos are, these things are just absolutely. And I hate to use the word breathtaking when you see them. And I don't know. I think Jeremy mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it's just it's a guy thing, but yellow diamonds seem really popular with guys. And I agree. I, they're my favorite diamonds when you bring them in here. The yellows they're just incredible, incredible diamonds. Well, they they are. Um, you know, the pinks to put into jewellery is getting a little out of range. Um, right. You know, you're putting a carrot, you know, we just sold a, you know, 1.5, 1.107 carrot. You know, it was $395,000. That's an expensive ring. Those are, that's an expensive <laughs> diamond to yeah. put into a ring. I mean, you've got to be able to afford it and be comfortable to wear it. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start off with a, a yellow diamond, an engagement ring, you're looking at ten thousand, eleven thousand dollar diamond. We can put it into a beautiful setting for you know maybe eighteen hundred dollars. You're looking at you know twelve, thirteen thousand all in for a product that's going to double in value every four to five years. And appearance-wise, just blows a white diamond out of the a- water. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, it's amazing how many people come up to my wife, uh, my daughters, um, you know, my daughter-in-law to say, you know, what a beautiful diamond that you're wearing. Um, and it is. It's something special. And the difference is, you know, if you do want to just have a diamond, and a lot of people in North America, and I do business in North America with a lot of people, the Americans like size. You know, size does matter. You know, they mm-hmm. want a four carat, five carat, a ten carat. <laughs> They're not worried about if there's an inclusion. Yeah, it's just got to be big. And I don't like yeah. selling those diamonds no. because to me, even though because of the size it makes it valuable, I like to sell investment grade of internally flawless or even VS2, VVS1. But it's all about the color. So we don't, we try to go out of our way to find the best. At Guildhall, every diamond comes with a GIA, which is a Gemology Institute of America. That's the certification. We give you an independent appraisal from Harold Weinstein, probably the best appraiser, you know, in Canada. Um, It's an independent appraisal, it's not from us. We have on board my daughter, which I'm very proud of. She is a GIA diamond grading graduates. She so knows diamonds. She Boy, knows diamonds, an and we call her the queen of diamonds. Mm-hmm. And we're a Canadian company. Also, we belong to the NCDIA, and that's really, really important to deal with a company that deals with other dealers. There's maybe 40, 50 people belong to the association. Most of them are in New York. There's only two people that I know in Canada, and we're one of them, <laughs> uh, that belong to this association. And we police ourselves. We don't let anybody get up to skullduggery, no bait and switch, Absolutely. no uh, selling the real product at the real price. We sell the best of the best. It may be a little, sometimes it may be a little more pricey than somebody else, but you know what? People go to my website, they show, look at my diamond and say, oh, we can get that for you cheaper, but you're not getting the same product. If you're going to buy a Rolls Royce or a Ferrari, you don't want it with a scratch and dent. No. You want it pristine, brand new, off the line, and to be a magnificent product that you're going to get. And that's what we offer you at Guildhall Diamonds. And the proof is in the pudding. You'll buy them back. You'll take back your own diamonds 10 years from now because you want them back. But we don't buy other people's diamonds because we just don't have the trust in other people. The website is guildhalldiamonds.com. Have a look at it, peruse, and call the number 1-877-8-SILVER or therealmoneyshow.com.